Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, July 6, 2017. And you've probably heard the Nefarium has been busy. Uh, we've seen a lot of interesting developments in the Vatican franchise of the Nefarium. I will probably be blogging about that. But while all of that's been going on, uh, there has been some other interesting developments in the Italian franchise of the Nefarium. And I'm referring here to an article that appeared in Zero Hedge just yesterday. All right. And there's a couple of very interesting paragraphs that I want to uh, direct your attention to. And I'm going to kind of flip Zero Hedge's analysis on its head. All right, because there's something going on in Italy. You've probably heard about the banking crisis there, bailing out several major banks. But in addition to this, behind the scenes, or rather actually out very much in public, Italy is now debating its whole relationship, let's put it that way, to the European Union. And I find this very interesting because, of course, for years I've been saying that the European crisis is going to spread from Greece to Italy to Spain. And now it looks finally like the Italian part of the domino has fallen. Here we go. The article is titled, Italy Openly Discusses Euro Exit, in other words, an Italieve in Parliament, debt restructuring or Italieve on the way. Now, I want to um, draw your attention to a couple of paragraphs right toward the beginning of this article and then a couple of paragraphs right toward the end. So here we go, quote, we are reporting from an important conference in Rome yesterday that has caught the Italian news headlines this morning on the future of Italian public debt. It was organized by the Five Star Movement held in the Italian Chamber of Deputies and openly discussed issues such as default mechanisms inside the Eurozone, sovereign debt restructuring mechanisms, parallel payment systems, and, of course, Euro exit. What is important about this debate is that it is now taking place in public. You can't be more public than inside the parliament. Italians, not only the five-star movement, are openly talking about these issues. Now, let me go all the way to the end here because I want to draw your attention to something very significant. Quote, another discussion that struck us was a paper by Alberto Bagnai and Bridget Granville, who did a stochastic simulation of the costs of Euro exit. Let that sink in. They've done actual financial modeling, forecasting of what might happen if Italy leaves the Eurozone, if Italy leaves the European Union. They noted that there would be an initial cost, but that a strong counter-cyclical growth would soon resume. The problem with this simulation is that it does not take sufficiently into account the multiple financial shocks <coughs> pardon me, that are likely to be dominant during such a phase. 
Euro exit would do more damage to the financial system, both of Italy and the Eurozone. <coughs> the authors have a variable that includes a banking crisis, but Italy's already in one, folks. But we do not think that this does justice to the financial Armageddon that we are likely to see after an Italian Euro exit. And finally, listen carefully, we noted a comment by Heiner Flossbeck, formerly at the German Finance Ministry and UNCTAD, who noted that there can be no solution, listen carefully, no solution to the Eurozone's persistent crisis unless one insists on symmetric adjustment in the Eurozone. He advocates the strategy that Italy should make a credible threat to leave the Eurozone in order to force a German policy shift, unquote. Now, the question really is, what's the German policy shift that Mr. Flesner, Herr Flesner, wants to force, <laughs> okay? Which brings us to the heart of the crisis and why Italy is having this debate on leaving the euro in the first place. And incidentally, let's recall the motivations behind Brexit, all right? Let me finish here before I get started with that analysis with one final paragraph from this article. Quote, the path to Italieve is a very difficult one, requiring a referendum and a constitutional change, but trouble is brewing on a number of fronts simultaneously. Number one, the Italian banking system is insolvent. Now, let's stop right there and recall that one of the reasons it's insolvent is the Banco uh, Siena uh, de Padua something or other, I can never remember the whole name. It's Italy's oldest bank, and incidentally, the world's oldest bank that's been in continual operation since uh, the Renaissance. This bank has now uh, been, if I understand the news correctly, nationalized. This is the bank with ties to Deutsche Bank, which has been fined very heavily in the United States and being carefully looked at for criminal money activity by Italian prosecutors, all right? So there is a banking crisis going on in Italy that, to me, it looks like Deutsche Bank is sitting squat in the middle of, all right? Number two, another refugee crisis is brewing, this time via boats from Libya. Now, stop right there. What does that have to do with Germany? Well, who has been the one sitting right in the center of the insistence that Europe keep its borders open to an influx of refugees from predominantly non-European types of cultures and countries. Well, that, again, has been Angela Merkel, all right? Number three, Italy's youth unemployment is a whopping 37. Stop and think about this, folks. 37%. Number four, the European Central Bank is the buyer of only resort for Italian bonds. So in other words, sovereign debt in, in the European Union, France, Italy, Spain, and so on, is being bought by the European Central Bank. Where's the European Central Bank located? Frankfurt. 
Number five, Italy's debt to gross domestic product ratio is over 130%. In other words, Italy cannot repay the debt. And in fact, folks, if you look at the debt structure in the entire world, it's that way everywhere. And who's been benefiting from that? Well, Mr. Global and Mr. Central Banker. Number six, the global recovery is extremely long in the truth, you think? Number seven, Italy made no progress during the recovery. In other words, Italy's not in a recovery mode. Number five, or pardon me, number eight, the topic of Italy is no longer taboo. Now let's go back to uh, Herr Flossbeck and his statement that Italy should threaten to leave in order to force a change in German policy. Now, folks, that says it all right there because it's German policy driving what's going on in the EU, not European policy, okay? And you've already seen a number of countries revolting from that policy being set in Berlin, Hungary being one of them, closing its borders, Poland simply adamantly refusing to open its borders to any degree, and so on and so forth. So in other words, Europe is beginning to kick back and uh, stand up to Berlin. Now, my high-octane speculation here is that, yes, if Italy were to leave the European Union, there would be an initial period of crunch, let's put it that way. Um, the fact that they're modeling this, however, already tells me that Italy is very, very seriously thinking about this behind the scenes. What I think would work is if Italy did leave the EU, certainly it would send a clear message to Berlin that, hey, while you're pointing the finger at the big power across the Atlantic Ocean that you're tired of acting in a unipolar fashion, you might want to take the unipolar log out of your own eye because you've been dictating policy to the rest of Europe that has been detrimental to those countries concerned. So in other words, you might want to rethink that refugee policy. You might want to rethink that austerity policy and so on. So let's assume Italy does leave the EU for whatever reason. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's assume that it does. What might happen as a result. Well, if you recall a few years back, I pointed out that various Italian ministers were going to Russia because they did not like the sanctions regime. And this is the other part of the story that's lurking in the whole mess. If Italy left, I suppose immediately that they would lift sanctions against Russia and start concluding some deals between them. And incidentally, this would put Russia and Italy in a very interesting position, I think a very powerful position, to be mediators in growing problems in the Balkan, uh, pardon me, in the Balkan uh, Peninsula, particularly with countries like uh, Hungary and so on. Uh, I think you'd find a great deal of sympathy for an Italiv in the Balkan Peninsula itself. Uh, the other thing that I think would happen with Italy is I think you would see China step in to offer some sort of deal to straighten out the Italian debt mess and to cultivate some trade. In other words, I think in the long term, an Italiv works to the benefit of Italy. Now, 
whether or not the Italians will pick up on this and start to think in these terms remains to be seen. But the prospect is there. And folks, I can assure you, if Italy goes, the dominoes are going to topple in the European Union mess so fast it's going to make the head spin. Uh, Italy is uh, a key, crucial player right now in the EU. By the same token, if Italy stays in, they're going to have, uh, under the current circumstances, they're going to have to keep uh, kowtowing to Berlin's policy unless they make the threat. If they do make the threat, you might see a little bit of change, but frankly, folks, I doubt you're going to see very much. So I think we're looking at the beginning of another possibly long process that might end up kind of like the Brexit. The European Union is simply unworkable because, again, you have Brussels bureaucrats regulating everything for everybody, and they're beholden largely to Berlin and Paris. And what they decide is not going to work in Spain. It's not going to work in Hungary. It's not going to work in Poland. This has been the primary problem with European Federation attempts. Uh, you, you, by concentrating sovereignty in a central authority, you've got the same problem in Europe on steroids that you have in the United States. Centralizing solutions do not work, all right? The one-size-fits-all solution simply is not working, and Angela Merkel doesn't know how to think in any other way. So something very serious going on in Italy. Please uh, continue to watch it. Uh, I want again, I want to thank everybody. This has been a banner week, let me tell you, for the articles that all of you are noticing and sending. Uh, I really want to thank you. I've been going through the emails today. Uh, I thought I would get some blogging started, but actually I'm not done going through all the e emails and making selections. So thank you again. Wonderful stuff. I wish I could blog about it all, folks, but uh, in, lieu of the, in lieu of sending you each individually a thank you email, I'm just going to do it uh, this way. So thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to these on your iTunes. Please give us some good ratings uh, on iTunes. Help us grow the site a little bit. Uh, for those of you interested in the progress on the new book, uh, I just completed the fifth chapter. I have planned for ten chapters. So chapter-wise, I'm past the halfway uh, point. Page-wise, I'm way past the halfway point. I'm hoping sometime in the next couple of weeks, perhaps this month, to get that book done. When it's at the printer and in the warehouse, then, <laughs> then I'll reveal to you what the title is. Uh, this is a book I've been writing principally for me. It's a book I knew I would have to write, but it's principally a book for me because I've I've discovered some things, and I'm simply trying to set down my pay, my thoughts on paper. So it may not be the most entertaining book compared to the rest of the books, but at least I hope you'll get the general idea. Anyway, that's it uh, for news and views from the Nefarium. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing with Catherine Fitz uh, tonight for her second quarter wrap-up on Solari, so I better scoot, but I want to wish everybody... Uh, a safe and happy weekend. Thank you for the good wishes over the 4th of July. So I'll say bye-bye, God bless, and I'll see everybody on the flip side.